Good afternoon, friends. Welcome to the happy hour edition of the Patrick Lally Show. On a grand and glorious Friday here in the best little city in America, your Sioux Falls, South Dakota. We're going to spend a couple hours here engaged in the trademarked, energetic, and entertaining conversation on local, state, and national news and politics. We'll talk a little tourism, maybe-ish. Mixed martial arts. It's true. Mixed martial arts here on the Patrick Lally Show. I believe that's a first. It's a, it's good. I don't think that's ever happened before. You know, the discussion about mixed martial arts when the city council oh, yeah. had to approve that particular sporting activity in the Sioux Falls area. That was a topic of discussion, but yes. Yeah, that was big. You have started this exercise. And it is exercise. MMA, number one. On the docket for today. You Uber, that was, that was the voice of Uber producer Dan Peters, who is in studio with us today. As always, thanks for spending some time. We do appreciate when you listen to this program through your radio, Information 1000, KSO, streamed live at KSO.com or on the KSO mobile app. Also, we are on the Facebook after some initial signal problems here in the far corner, far reaches of the results radio empire, the, the, the palace to radio that we have out here at 57th and Louise-ish. Finally, I got, we're back up and running, so you can get us on Facebook Live, so you can see the behind the scenes, look behind the scenes into the studio here with me as we walk through these next couple hours. Also on the Twitter, Dan is manning the Twitter account, at P. Lally Show. He posts the, oh, you know, comments. He posts some links, some of his own little, we, let's call them observations observations by dan on twitter it's kind of like a play-by-play kind of thing yeah yeah play-by-play on the show so if you don't happen to be able to listen to the radio you can still kind of figure out what's going on you get the highlights but you know you really just find yourself a radio people that's all you got to do or a good internet internet connection uh so here's the deal that weather report sounds okay for this weekend right dan sounds all right yeah, it looks like the rain is going to hold off on Sunday. People have been talking about, oh, it's going to rain all day Sunday. Well, no, not the case. It's going to kind of push back into Monday, it looks like. That's good because uh, uh, the household's going camping. A couple households from the neighborhood headed down to uh, one of our finer state parks. And, uh, yeah, I, so a good weather is a good thing. Um, you know, and this is like camping without a purpose. You know, you know, it's that kind of camping where you just go and set up and come what may after that. And so I don't know how that's going to go. <laughs> Freeform camping. Yes. Non-scheduled camping. Uh, I impromptu, not really impromptu, improvisational camping. I'm going to bring my bike so I can get some work in because the state parks are hilly places. So that'll be good. Can get uh, get some training in for cyclocross season. Or if you need some solitude, that is also good. Yes, I may need some solitude from the collection of households that will be camping and, you know, all the other households that will be camping. Because, you know, I don't mind camping. I mean, I, I, I like being outdoors and so that it's, it's nice no matter what happens. But in the end, you're still sleeping on the ground. I got, I got the thermal light pad and all that stuff and, and it's okay. 
But there was at one point talk of two nights of camping, and that might have been a little much for this, this uh, you know, 53-year-old physique. If we're talking about me, I would say I'm an old bag of bones, <laughs> but I'm not going to say that about you. That's that's not that's um, not my place nor time. I am an older bag of bones than Uber producer Dan Peters, who is in in fine physical condition. If anybody's wondering, you yeah, know, I did. Not that old. I got about seven thousand steps in this morning. Whoa! Just here, going around the studio. Actually, no. Oh, I let's see. My my daughter's actually already in school. Yeah, and their their high school has started over at. 57th and Western. Mm-hmm. So I drove the vehicle back here while it's still before 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't really have to get anything going until 9. So mm-hmm. went all the way down to 49th Street and then went all the way to the Park and Rec Maintenance Division. Yeah. And then swung all the swung over to Western through there. Jeez. And I thought, man, I and I and I came came back around, went on the bike trail, went over that bridge. Yeah. Over the over the top of the river. And then I looked when I got to the the bridge that goes over the Big Sioux River there. I could have taken a shortcut and gone through instead of going over to Western. I could have taken a shortcut and gotten over the the bridge from there. But seven thousand steps. Seven thousand. That's uh, I mean, that's more than a mile that you put in, probably. Actually, that's that's probably closer to three and a half. Oh my gosh! Seven thousand steps with my stride. Not yeah. Okay, you're, you're a tall man. That's true. So you were out for a good hour, good oh, hour yeah. hike. I got a pretty good lather. <laughs> That's the way to start the day, though, isn't it, Dan? No doubt about it. Yeah, you got to do that every day. Well, it would it would help if I'm I'm wearing my boots, so <laughs> so I developed a little bit of a blister above my heel on my left foot. So I am a I have slight casualties. Yeah, well, that you know, live and learn, right? Next time, bring the walking shoes. That'll be good. Um, <laughs> we got a great show for you today. Uh, Douglas Kroneisel, he is spokesman for the Amendment W, which is the government reform issue that's on your November ballot. He'll be in second hour. Buffalo Maiden is our weird friend of the day. We'll chat, as aforementioned, about MMA event that's happening tonight at the Pentagon. Uh, and uh, we've got one of the, uh, we've got like the light heavyweight champion in here, not in here, on the phone, who's in town, Ryan Bader. You know this cat? Ryan Bader. He's the current Bellator light heavyweight champ. So we'll, we'll be talking to him about what's going on with this MMA thing out at the Pentagon. And I will have the PL statement just after the next break. Today's topic, silly legislative leaders. Silly, silly people. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000, KSOO. Seventeen on the Patrick Lally Show, Information One Thousand KSOO, and it is PNL Statement Time of the Day when we look through the news for things that interest us, disturb us, anger us, entertain us, amuse us—all the things, all the emotions—here on the PNL Statement every each and every day on the Patrick Lally Show. Uh, and today uh, we're staying local, staying local. Um, you know, there's there's a lot going on in the world with the Trumpster, you know, but I've been, I, I, I've just been trying to stay away from all that lately. You know what I mean? It's just the Amorosa thing and the, oh my God. 
<sighs> I don't know what to say about all that. But back here in the fine, fine state of South Dakota, we have a legislature. Uh, and our legislature is mostly Republican, as you know, uh, the supermajority of Republicans. So they can, when, when the Republicans can get it all together, they can basically do whatever they want. Because, you know, they've got a supermajority and they, they, can, they can roll over the governor if they want to, right? Because they could, they could pass something, you can veto it, boom, come back, bang, send, just send it right back. But here's the deal. Uh, whenever you get uh, a group that big, you're going to have uh, some differences of opinion, right? doesn't matter what party you belong to. Uh, you're just, you're not always going to get along. And the bigger the group, the more likely it is that you're not going to get along. You know, so you got uh, uh, 10 people, you, you got five people, you got a chance. You can, you can sort of live uh, cohesively. When you've got 60, <laughs> it gets a little tougher. It gets a little tougher. So that's what we're seeing with um, our friends in the South Dakota legislature. And there's a story today, and this is a, a, an ongoing issue, but the story today by uh, Dana Ferguson in Your Argus Leader says, headline, a, secret, a secretive pledge is dividing South Dakota Republicans and keeping politics behind closed doors. The lead of which is South Dakota Republicans are looking to solidify a long unspoken rule. What happens in daily caucus meetings stays there. Okay, the caucus. Um, people, uh, you know, this is a, a legislative term uh, for everybody in uh, one party in a given chamber. So you've got your Senate Republican caucus, you got your Senate Democratic caucus, House Republican caucus, House Democrat caucus. So last couple of years, things have been a little tense out there in Pierre between some of the Republicans. And uh, so about a month ago, yeah, the third paragraph started. Republican leaders last month invited prospective GOP lawmakers to join House of Representatives and Senate Republican majority caucuses. But unlike in prior years, leader asked, leaders asked them to sign an agreement to keep meetings confidential, disavow other factions, and respect one another. Those who violated the terms wouldn't be allowed into the daily GOP caucus meetings, the letter says. Now, a week after the deadline to join, legislative leaders refused to release information about who signed the, the agreements. That's private information. I'm not going to release that, House Majority Leader Lee Qualm, Republican of Platt, said. That was the decision that I made, that it would be confidential, that we are not going to put it out to anybody. And frustrated by lack of answers, the pair of rebellious Republicans who inspired Republican leaders to pen the more formal caucus decorum rules said they'd push back. This is where your old friend Stace Nelson comes back into play because uh, you'll remember maybe a while ago, Stace and uh, Representative Liz May, they, had, uh, they were going to form their own caucus, right? The Conservative Republican Caucus. And that got everybody all riled up. And if, you, if you've got a longer legislative memory, you'll know that Stace, he's been stirring the pot a little bit out there in Republican politics for quite some time. And I believe once got kicked out of his own caucus. So, you know, there you go. Uh, so here's the deal. Here's how it works, right? In, in a caucus meeting, uh, they get together with their, their, their members 
They're like-minded folks. And uh, they go into a, a meeting room, close the doors, don't let anybody in, and uh, talk about, you know, they kind of hash out what they want to talk about, try and keep everybody on the same page, uh, you know, give have leadership sort of discuss where they want to go and maybe uh, let members uh, express themselves. You know, and when you let Stace Nelson express himself, he he's going to. Um, but that's the way it works, right? Those That's what the caucus is. It's a chance, you know, it's like an airing of grievances, right? From the old Seinfeld. It's from it's like a festivus. It's a, it's a legislative festivus where you go in and you air your grievances. And that it works that way. This is not unique to South Dakota. These caucuses, the caucus system, the concept, it's everywhere, right? It's even in Congress. But if you don't pay attention to this stuff, you know, it's, it seems kind of silly. Well, this letter that the sort of loyalty pledge that the Republican leader sent out, you know, it's just, it is silly because they have every right to do it. You know, they have every right to have a caucus. They have every right to close the doors. It's just stupid. <laughs> the letter, the loyalty pledge it's not good caucus management, to be sure. You, you can make a case, and some people do make this case, that the caucuses, uh, when it involves a majority of legislators, is a quorum and therefore should be an open meeting because they could make a decision in there outside the public view. However, it's tradition you know, to let caucuses do these things and to meet and discuss the issues. And so in some ways, it's fine. The problem is that in South Dakota, we have this culture of secrecy that just gives enemies of open government a shield to hide behind. And the egregious part about this isn't so much that they have a closed caucus. It's the expectation that you can get some sort of pledge of secrecy that's just plain anti-democratic. My experience always was in other places that after a caucus meeting, members have talked about what happened. Leaders come out and say, yep, we had a discussion about this and this, and we sort of this way. Not everybody's on board, but we're going to, I think we're going to find a solution, blah, 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 blah. And if you went to an individual member and you said, what do you think about the, you know, the fact that uh, you uh, guys are going to, uh, uh, give a big tax rebate. And the member might say, you know, uh, I express myself. Uh, I'm not totally for it, but I can get behind these pieces of it. Blah, 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 blah. The notion that you can get somebody to take a secrecy pledge, a confidentiality, confidentiality pledge, is sort of like Trump saying he can have people sign non-disclosure agreements. It's just not real. It's not realistic. I mean, they could all sign it. But what are you going to do when they come out and talk? And they should come out and talk. They should be able to go in there, speak freely amongst themselves, air the grievances, and come on out. And then you can you don't have to speak. You don't have to say exactly every word that happened. You know, Jimmy called Bobby a moron. You don't have to say that. But you can say there's some disagreement on these issues. Um. You know, I'm not sure that we're going to be able to find the votes to do that. So we're not going to bring it to the floor. 
an old Speaker of the House that I knew in a different state, used to have a rule. He is not going to bring anything to the floor that he doesn't know is going to pass. And that's where you figured those things out. Now, should they be open? Sure. They're not going to be. But there should not be any vote counting going on really in caucus. They shouldn't, they shouldn't be keeping key parts of a, of a discussion, an issue from public view. And if that does happen, every member should be able to come out and say, I don't agree with this. The expectation that it'll be any different It's just silly. This is silliness. It's endemic of the culture of secrecy in South Dakota that somebody would believe that you can get a legislator to sign their name to some sort of pledge of loyalty and not go to any other meetings with any other people. If Stace and and, and, uh, Theresa May want to have their little thing, let let them do it. Big deal. This is the kind of thing that just makes our legislator, legislature, look kind of amateurish. So stop doing dumb stuff. And your life will be a lot easier. That's the bottom line on today's PL statement. You could agree or disagree with me. Drop me a line at patrick at kso.com is my email. Our Twitter feed at PLally Show, always available. Love to hear from you. Coming up after the news and weather with Mr. Dan Peaser, Peasers? Peters. Peters. His name is Peters. P-E-T-E-R-S. Dan Peters. We're going to talk with the Buffalo Maiden on Weird Friends. This is the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. 335 on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. A cattle drag up north. The ropes of the gallows was swinging in the breeze. All the wanted posters had pictures of me. I got Michael 45. And it is a Friday afternoon, and what better thing to do during Weird Friends on a Friday afternoon than talk with the Buffalo Maiden from our Black Hills Bureau in beautiful downtown Custer. Buffalo Maiden, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm, you know, I'm doing great. I, I've kind of been missing you. We haven't, we haven't been able to have you on for a I couple know, of weeks. You, you've just been so busy, and you just can't, you can't, you just can't deal with the west side of the state, can you? Well, it's not that I, I was gone, frankly. But second, you have been, you've been, you were overrun by these these people, these uh, the motorcycles, these, yes, these the, motorcyclists. Uh, and uh, some, somebody said, "Wow, they're really getting old." <laughs> but, um, and they are. It's just so funny how, you know, because I've been doing this. This is my 20th year of wow. the rally, of owning a restaurant that feeds rally people. And I think back on how it's changed so much, the peaks and the valleys. And most people think this was a valley year this year. They said that traffic was up, what, 8%. But they're counting everything, you know, cars, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um and I thought it was a great year for us. We did fabulous. Uh, and then, um, you know, so it was good for us. But, yeah, they're old. They're splitting. You know, they're not eating their own meal. They're sharing a lot of milk. <laughs> they're drinking milk. We didn't sell a lot of beer. 
there, do you uh, have a split order charge? You're going to have to start tacking on something. I don't, but I might have to do that in the future, you know? So, I don't know. That's um, funny. We'll have two salads, and then we'll split the uh, pasta special today. Yeah, yeah. It was a, And can we share this glass of, you know, Chardonnay? <laughs> but um, it is it's, it's kind of interesting. And you know how I know the crowds are different? Hmm. Because, and this is just from a purely a business, we used to walk away with just wads of cash, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and of course we would record it all. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Now it's all credit cards again. So yeah. these people are either traveling beyond their means or they just deal with credit cards so they can get the miles. They can go to Europe next, the, well, you know, there, the next month. There you go. That's that's what I do. I use yes, my, I, I want the miles. I know. And then you probably get good miles during the rally out here. But I, I would have to say it was a pretty uh, decent uh, rally for us. So I, I, I think a lot of people are saying it wasn't. But... Um, well, those Somebody people. Said today we, it must be over because we're super busy again. So. <laughs> oh, really? So they got normal people back in now? Yeah, yeah, we got tourists back in. Well, we had a lot of families, which that was so interesting to me. What what person comes to South Dakota without any realization that there's a rally going on? And I think that the state magazine put something in there saying, you know, just to let you know, heads up, the first week of August. There's a motorcycle rally. We just want to let you know. And, and they, um, they have no idea? they still come. No idea. I mean, their hotel rates go up. Everything goes up. The traffic, you know, is pretty loud. And uh, and we have these, you know, I've never seen so many motorcycles. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> really? I don't know. <laughs> That's you funny. you got to do some research, people. you got to research. You know, the thing about it is that <laughs> I... I you all right? You going to be okay? Yeah, I'm okay. Is, I'm dying over here with a... Yeah. We, you know, we got a fire going on. We've got smoke. We've got well, we don't have a fire, but we had a fire. We have a lot of smoke over here. See, we're Custer. getting we're getting smoke now as well, and that's from is that from Montana? Where, where's the smoke coming from? Canada? I think Canada, and then uh, I don't know about I, we're too far north for the California. It must be. I mean, there's so many fires going on. We had a fire in Hot Springs over the weekend. You know, we have all this moisture. So the grass has grown and it's tall, and then it dried out, and we got a fire. Oh, uh, my. Luckily, nobody was hurt. People were evacuated, but everything's fine, though. There was actual evacuation? A... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Several my. areas. Uh, of course, so... you know, that's like two houses. So, um, <laughs> it's hot springs. It's not like, quite like the California evacuation. No. It's a lot different. But it's, you know, it's frightening uh, whenever there's it a is. fire, right? Yeah. It's, it's 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 awful. I get. I have not been in the park since uh, the summer hit to see how it looks with our fire down there. But um, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, you gotta. You need to take a little time because it's. You sound like you know you've got a cold now because you work too hard. I you do. Got, I do. You got run down, and now you've got a cold. Now you need some rest, right? I do, and uh, I. But it's coming. It'll be coming up pretty soon. You know, I uh, I I did book us for our class reunion in a couple of weeks. Just so you know, I got two tickets oh. for us. Oh, good. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, I, I know you'd be excited about that. When so. is that again? Let me check my That's, calendar. I'm I'm sure you're free. I already checked. Thirty. It's and, the thirty um, fifth class reunion. Thirty fifth year. Thirty five. Yes. Three fifty, or as my Jamaicans would say, tree tree five. Tree five. Yeah. Five. Well, Three five. the, I, you're really, are you going? 
Yeah, because I got us tickets. When's the, what, what's the date? We're going to the Dakota Bowl, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you better face change. We're going to have some fun. It's going to be awesome. You know, do people, do people still like, like real tailgate? Can you do that? At the Dakota Bowl? I don't know. You know what? In all honesty, the last uh, Dakota Bowl I was at was 1983 or two. 1982. Really? I not even graduated yet. Yeah. Well, that's the so problem. No, that is the last one I went to. So. Yep. Yep. You were playing the tuba. <laughs> I was. I'm sure you were. <laughs> that's funny. So, uh, well, I don't even know the dates. When is the Dakota Bowl? I, is this, I know September it's coming September 8th, up. I believe. I'm sure you're going to have to. Hmm. Hey, and one other thing, this whole time we've been talking, not that I'm not listening to you, I've been watching webcams throughout South Dakota, yeah. and I got to say, come on, Sioux Falls, widen it up. <laughs> they show, you've got a webcam on Sanford Hospital. I mean, really? What? That's the most exciting thing you can show? Like, and then you've got a, a webcam downtown, but you're not like showing the streets and the people, you're showing the, the buildings. Well, I don't know where the, where are you? Ugh, I don't even want to know. You got to go to web. I know you don't want to know. I don't want to know. It's, you I don't, don't want to know. I don't want to know where you're seeing these things. But, but the Custer webcam is happening. Yeah. Well, it's it probably. Goes east it's, and it goes west. <laughs> and it's probably closer to the ground. Yes. You can see the people. But not in ours. Ours is up on the top of somebody's TV tower, right? Yeah. Nobody wants to be bothered. No. I understand that. Uh, yeah. Well, so you you've got you're going to settle down here. You probably got a couple of hot weeks left, then things will taper off, and it'll be the time of year when I come out there. Right, right, right after our reunion. Yeah, I look forward to seeing you when you're here. You'll have to come in studio when you're in town for the reunion. That will be awesome. I promise I won't have a cold. Cool. Well, we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Okay. Sounds great. Coming up after the break, we're going to chat with Ryan Bader. He is the light heavyweight champion for the Bellator. Bellator. Uh, MMA uh, league, division, organization. They got a big event tonight out at Sanford Pentagon. We'll be right back. This is the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. 347 on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. And uh, there's a big event tonight out at the Sanford Pentagon. It is a uh, MMA event, and it's a Bellator division event. Uh, uh, fight no it's a whole card it's a whole entire uh card of of uh events tonight out at the, the pentagon and we have on the line with us today ryan bader who is the light heavyweight champ in the bellator division and uh he's uh you know he's not fighting tonight but he's been here before and and he's going to tell us what it's all about mr bader ryan bader how are you man good how are you guys Ah, uh, very good, very good. So, so tell us uh, now. We're we're familiar with with uh, uh, MMA and the uh, the UFC and all that stuff. The the big the big MMA uh, uh, events. Yep. What's what's Bellator? Is that, am I saying that correctly? Bellator or Bellator? Yeah, yeah it's a, a Bellator. Yeah, you're, you're correct. You know, there's a couple big uh, MMA mixed martial arts yep. organizations and. Uh, um, UFC and Bellator are uh, two of the top promotions. You know, so um, they're just different organizations, basically. Yeah. And so uh, the, the Bellator event's going on here, um, and uh, I'm actually standing in the cage. Uh, got some guys that I'm cornering, and we're warming them up. So um, it's going to be an exciting event. So uh, you are the light heavyweight champion. 
Um, when did you win that title? Uh, that was in, uh, let's see, that was uh, not last June, but the June before. Um, went out there and won the light heavyweight title. Then I've defended it. And then I'm actually entering, or I'm in currently a heavyweight Grand Prix to crown the heavyweight champion. So I was able to keep my belt on hold for a little while, go to the heavyweight division, and uh, there's a, a tournament-style um, tournament to uh, to crown the heavyweight champion. And so we've all finished the first round. Um, I ended up knocking my guy out in about 15 seconds, and I moved on to the next round. And then uh, uh, win here will put me in the finals to, to go for the actual belt and, and become the heavyweight champion also. Oh, wow. So you could hold two belts at once? Yeah. So, uh, you know, they, they're uh, definitely open to doing fun stuff like that. So um, definitely have the potential come, you know, around January that could get two of them. Yeah. Congratulations on that. So, oh, thank you. Tonight's event out at uh, the Pentagon. Uh, has uh, a lot of local people in it as well. I mean, these these are some storied names in South Dakota history, including probably at the top Logan Storley, who is one of the greatest wrestlers in South Dakota history and is yep. un- undefeated in his uh, in his MMA career. He's eight and zero. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, Logan's a stud. I've trained with him before. He's a friend of mine, and uh, um, you know, like you were saying, he has a very decorated wrestling background and. Uh, um, he's grown so much as a mixed martial artist. You know, he came in with just wrestling. Now his hands have improved tremendously. And so, uh, you know, this is a first big test for him. But you know, I, I think he's going to, um, you know, come through that with blind colors, and uh, um, it's going to be an exciting fight to watch. So he's uh, uh, there's there's he's one of several events. Um, he's welterweight in the co-main event, so that's probably at the end of the night, right? Yeah, so, you know, what? there's probably, you know, roughly around 10 to, you know, 13, 14, 15 fights on, on this card. We'll have the undercard, you know, some are streamed on the, on Bellator.com, on the internet bouts, and then at, uh, uh, I believe, 8 p.m., mm-hmm. they, they go live, and that's the main card, you know, and you'll have five or six uh, fights on that. And it's all different weight classes, um, and then at the end, you know, you'll have your main event, and then it concludes, but... Um, yeah, so you have people from all over the country. You know, you know, it's a it's a huge show. Um, you have local guys fighting here too. Um, I'm here cornering two local local boys, and, and uh, it'll be a, a great fight for the fans. So it's uh yeah, it goes live. It's uh, uh televised live and free on the Paramount Network if you've got that, You're and right. uh, I think you can find that online as well. So uh, Logan Storley's in there. There are are some other local names uh, as well um, that are on the undercard, including um, David Michaud, who I yep. believe is a, also a wrestler at uh, was at SDSU. Right. Um, are wrestlers sort of uh, uh, making a big surge? Uh, what's the state of Who's really good in MMA? Or is yeah, it the I mean, wrestlers, wrestlers, or you know? Yeah, the wrestlers always kind of have been, you know, um, from the beginning, and you know, and you look at the champions across the board. A lot of them are wrestlers, you know. Cause we we come, um, you know, we, we've been wrestling our whole lives. We mm-hmm. we uh, um, are going year round. We go through brutal training to get a result. It's a one on one sport, you know. So mm-hmm. wrestling trends transpires really, really nicely into mixed martial arts, you know, and, and wrestlers have the ability to dictate where the fight goes. So, you know, uh, by, it, yep. go you're a wrestler, so uh, as well, what, tell us about where'd you come from and where did you wrestle? So I, I grew up in Reno, Nevada, and then I got a scholarship down to Arizona State University where I went down there and uh, I became a, a couple-time All-American, Division One uh, 
it, you know, wrestling school. And then after that, you know, I kind of got burned out a little bit in wrestling, but I still want to be an athlete. And that's kind of how I got into MMA. You know, it, on our wrestling team, we had, I mean, four, five, six guys, you know, in the UFC and Bellator and um, guys like Cain Velasquez, he was all the way, myself, you know, and so um, wrestlers always always have a strong foothold in, in mixed martial arts. Sounds exciting. And tonight is the Bellator 204-204, and the main card starts at 8, the undercard earlier in the evening, and uh, you can go out there and probably get tickets at the door, but I think they are also available online if you go to the SanfordPentagon.com website and find all the information. Uh, Ryan Bader, he is the light heavyweight champion of Bellator and uh, going to fight for the uh, heavyweight belt. Uh, Ryan, thanks a lot. Go. Thanks a lot for filling Absolutely, us in. Guys, yeah. Have fun. Yeah, come out here. We're here right now. Appreciate it. See ya. Coming up after the news at the top of the hour, we will chat with Phil Shrek of KSFY Weather and also... After that, we'll chat with Douglas Kornizel, who is spokesman for the Amendment W, which is on the November ballot. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. This is a public service announcement with guitar! Know your rights! 3.58 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Coming up tomorrow night, and it's going to be beautiful out, so it's going to be a good night for this. Moonlight Movies, 8.45 p.m. at Faywick Park. A free family fun event. This week's outdoor movie is Beauty and the Beast. Bring a lawn chair or blanket. Popcorn, candy, soda, and water will be available for purchase. For details on this and any event, go to the calendar at KSOO.com. Coming up next, after the news with Mr. Dan Peters and ABC News, we'll talk to Phil Shrek, Chief Meteorologist meteorologist at KSFY Severe Weather Center, then Doug Kroenizel, who is spokesman for the Amendment W, which is the government reform issue on your November ballot. That's all coming up on the Patrick Lally Show. Stay tuned. Information 1000 KSLO. Four thirteen on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO. And uh, coming up on your November ballot, there's a lot on the ballot. Uh, not as many as there could have been, but there are some important measures that you will have to deal with. And one of those is Amendment W, formerly known as IM twenty two, but we'll get into that in a minute. And we have with us today Douglas Kronizel. Kronizel. I I work on that every time. Kronizel who is uh, the spokesman for Amendment W and has been traveling around the state uh, working on that campaign. Uh, Doug, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. So you've been on the show before. You were on uh, when you, uh, a few months ago, right? Six months ago, maybe? Yeah, I'm, I think last I was on, we were gathering signatures at that point. So yeah, so you got it on the ballot. Yep. Uh, a lot of people didn't get on the ballot because they weren't very good at gathering signatures. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. Uh, you guys were able to get through um, and... The Amendment W is a big chunk of change, right? I mean, this is, to be fair, it's a massive piece of of, uh, addition to the Constitution. Yeah, not as massive as IM-22 is one thing (laughs) that a lot of people were saying when they were gathering signatures is that it's a lot more wieldy on the the sheets that we had. Yeah, in terms of what you had to uh, read. Exactly, what you had to carry and bring with you. But it's, when you describe it Mm -hmm. 
And I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge you because we had this discussion last time. So uh, this time I'm going to challenge you to explain Amendment W without using the word corruption. All right. Um, I would explain without using the word corruption. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a response to what the legislature did to initiate Measure 22 and what they failed to do after the repeal of initiated Measure 22. So now you're going to have to go back. Mm-hmm. Let's stop there. Go. We'll make a reference back in time to IM-22, which was also was a ballot initiative. Mm-hmm. It was not an amendment to the Constitution, which did what? I really sought to uh, lessen the influence that uh, lobbyists have out on uh, lawmakers, out in peer, make it definitely more voter-centric, um, open up. Open up uh, records, uh, create more disclosure, and uh, create an accountability board with the ability to oversee government and instances of breaking those laws and violating those rules put in place. It's really shoring up the lackluster accountability laws that South Dakota's had for uh, the past number of years. And so that passed in uh, 2016? Yep. And it was subsequently gutted by the legislature. Word for word. Declaration of emergency repealed uh, in its entirety. I think that's fair to say. (laughs) Gutted. uh, Because uh, lawmakers didn't like it, and they could do that because it wasn't a change to the Constitution. Now, I would say that what they did, and I've said this, this what the legislature did was fairly undemocratic Mm -hmm. because it was passed by the people. Uh, The governor said that, well, I don't know if he was I think he was talking more about Marcy's law, but when he said uh, people were hoodwinked, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Uh, but there was a lot of uh, conversation about how people just didn't know what they were doing, mm-hmm. right? So legislature goes in and says people didn't know what they were doing, so we're going to change it basically back to the way it was. With some, there were some uh, uh, pieces that were altered, right? Uh, it, the whole thing was repealed, repealed word and then for they were word. put pieces back in. Yep, in a piecemeal fashion, they attempted to replace certain provisions um, during the an 2017. Ethics, there's session. some sort of an ethics board. Now, yeah, they right? created the legislature created an accountability board that uh, exempted the legislature from its oversight. So the legislative branch is not covered by the board they created. So there were some replacements, but whoa, 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 because you know. Though Douglas, that there are no ethical breaches in the no, South Dakota legislature, so that's just that's why that. The, all right, they did that. Yeah, and uh, you know the replacements that did come down the pipe uh, really didn't move the line very much farther than where it was before. I'm 22 was in place in the first place, and and there was the celebratory, you know, pat on the back, mission accomplished at the end of the 2017 session, um, and since then there hasn't been any talk, any chatter of. Uh, uh, going back and shoring up accountability laws in South Dakota. Which brings us back to the Amendment W, which is now uh, uh, proposed mm-hmm. and got the signatures, which was a lot because it's a constitutional amendment. Yeah. Um, and now we are going to vote on it in November. So now, Mr. Kronizel, tell me what I'm going to be voting on without using the word corruption. Without using the word corruption. Um, I, I'll, I'll stop saying that as a to, to every single one. <laughs> I'm Does explain. that count? Does that count? No, that's fine. <laughs> I'm going to explain why I say that. Sure. Uh, yeah, and I understand. Um, but go, go ahead. Explain it. Go ahead. So, uh, like I said, response to what the legislature did, what they failed to do. Uh, with regards to what they failed to do, it goes back and uh, addresses those attempts to replace IM-22, bringing it more in line with what the voters had enacted. Um, there was a, a lobbyist gift limit 
that was passed by the legislature that exempted things like food, alcohol, and entertainment mm-hmm. are not considered gifts and don't need to be reported. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is so ridiculous. So we go back in and we say, no, those are gifts and those are prohibited between Free the lobbyists moves! and the legislature. Woo-hoo! Yeah, no, not 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 on not on our not on our watch. Not one, on one of the things I love. Yeah, there's going to be some. We're going to have asides in this conversation. Sure. But one of the asides here is that when they did that, uh, I just. I was incensed because there's all this talk about when you talk to legislators, well, I mean, other people do it, but I get, I mean, I don't go to, well, if they're giving away free booze and nobody's drinking it, why are they giving away free booze? Because you, you apparently can't find anybody yeah. who takes the free booze. Yeah, exactly. And and it really gets at the the issue being that there's so much more thrown into what lobbying uh, is like out in peer. You know, lobbying in the purest sense should just be one group with their information going up making their case versus another group or another individual with their information. But the lackluster rules and kind of lax oversight makes it so that a lot more can be added into that equation in regards to, you know, the the nights out and the, the um, free, food free, and food, free booze, free booze. Um, Let's just night. repeat that. Free food, free booze, <laughs> courtesy of various interest groups. Exactly. Whether that's communities or uh, associations or trade groups, what have you. Let me just repeat that. Free food, free booze. Mr. Kronizer continues. And so Amendment W cracks down on that, bans that between a lobbyist and a legislator. Uh, with regards to that uh, accountability board that I mentioned, it expands it so that it can oversee the legislative branch. It can oversee violations of lobbying laws because, unfortunately, and this is one thing we've seen time and time again, is that you know we have some laws on the books. We have some disclosure laws on the books, some ethics laws on the books, but they're not really worth the paper they're written on because there's no mechanism in place to see whether or not they're being followed or broken. Uh, you know, lobbyists are required to make disclosures. Um, uh, legislators are required to make disclosures with regards to conflicts of interest. Mm-hmm. But there's no means to go in and see whether or not that's the full truth or a half truth. Or uh, if if anybody thought that there was something wrong, there's really no mechanism in place to make sure that they're being adhered to in that respect. That's because we're also honest. Yeah, exactly. Because we're also honest and we all know each other. And yeah. But at the end of the day... So it'll I, be fine. Yeah. Well, in, in an ideal world, in a perfect world, it would be. But unfortunately, we don't live in a perfect world these days. So um, you've got the accountability board yep. uh, and the lobbying restrictions. And you talked a little bit about that. Um, and the uh, uh, the campaign finance restrictions yep. now. This is, this is kind of where... Uh, in my brain, you guys go a little off the off the, the wheels come off a little bit. But sure. tell people, go ahead and tell people what they are. Sure. So uh, it reinstates the low limits that the voters passed uh, with Initiated Measure 22. Um, after the repeal of IM 22, uh, it was mentioned quite a lot uh, in the legislative session, in the uh, campaign finance task force that met over the summer, and in this past legislative session, that the limits passed by the voters, there were no problems with those, and yet they were scrapped and not replaced. Um, they were constant. They've been constantly reintroduced in multiple forms, um, and yet they haven't made it off the ground. They haven't made it anywhere. One of the worst things that any legislative body, one of the things that they are worst at, there there are two things that they probably are are completely unable to do. One is pass ethics legislation. <laughs> Two is past campaign finance. Well, and and I mean, and with regards to those two things, those are really things that 
the voters, I mean, as as we've seen with their attempts to replace IM22, you know, ethics laws and campaign finance laws are probably best left to the voters to decide um, rather than, you know, leaving, leaving uh, lawmakers to their own devices, set their own rules. I think that's what's called leaving the fox in charge, charge of the, the hen house. Yeah, I think I've heard I, that a I couple times talking more, about yeah. this. Um, so these limits, yes. you've got uh, $500 for state and house candidates. Yep. And candidates, this is and individual, yep. individual uh, uh, campaign contributions. 750 for state senate. Uh, 1500 for candidates for offices of attorney general, lieutenant governor, commissioner of school and public lands, all the constitutional people, and uh, 4000 for guben- goobers, mm-hmm. gubernatorials. Um, it, it seems, I, I don't know, are, are, they seem a little low. Is this in one cycle? Yes, in any one cycle, Yep, right? in any one cycle. And you said individual, but it's really um, any source. So it applies uh, those limits to an individual. It applies those limits to a political action committee. Uh, um, yeah. So in that in that respect, it goes uh, back and prohibits contributions from corporations, labor unions. Um, those, zero. Zero. Okay. Zero. Uh, actually, oddly enough, uh, before IM22 was on the books, it was illegal for corporations and labor unions to donate to candidates. But then in the hubbub of repealing and replacing IM22, lawmakers went one step further and got rid of that prohibition. So starting in 2017, it was the Woo-hoo! first time in many years when corporations could donate and uh, labor unions could donate directly to a candidate in South Dakota. Yeah, that's wheels off. So anyway, we're, we're putting those back into place, too. Okay. So uh, ban any state official from using public funds for personal gain. Yep. Less than ten thousand dollars in misdemeanor, more than so they can. Right now, how does that work? Because uh, sp- particularly at the state level, like when uh, Bill Janklow was done being governor, he had a bunch of cash left over, right? Sure. And what happened? He could take that money, right? Yes. I I, I, I seem to remember that he didn't. So it, it's it. You know, I I um, back in two thousand fifteen, I I tried my hand at a ballot question committee. So I set one up with my bank, and I you know talked to the secretary of state a lot to make sure I was doing everything by the books. I was only like twenty two or something at the time, so mm-hmm. I didn't want the hammer to come down on me. And now you're an old hand. Yeah, I know. Now, oof, now it's been what three years, man. Um, but uh, in in for ballot question committees, it's it's written in there where at the end of the election cycle, at the, you know when you terminate your ballot question committee, um, there are it's explicit where it is that those funds can go. Um, and one of the options, the option I went with was that you can donate it to a, a, a nonprofit organization. Mm-hmm. You can donate the remainder of your funds, but. Like you said, when it comes to candidate campaigns, the rules were a little bit murkier um, in that respect. And so this is uh, the campaign contributions, prohibiting campaign contributions for personal use. This is just saying that any donation that was made to you for your campaign, mm-hmm. you cannot use that on something that you would have been paying for irrespective of whether or not you had a, had a campaign going on in the first place. And I mean, you know, with regards to that and also the the section that prohibits the use of public office for personal gain, mm-hmm. some people say, well, how are you going to how are you going to enforce that? How are you going to catch that? Mm-hmm. And that's why we need, you know, some mechanism in place to to go after rule breakers. Um, you know, do laws stop people from breaking laws? No, they don't. People are still, I mean, people are people and they're going to make that decision at the end of the day. But if we put these strong, very clear laws with very clear penalties attached to them, hopefully it will deter a bulk of bad actors from acting badly in the first place. We're going to come right back and talk more with Doug Kronizel. He is the spokesman for the Amendment W, which is on your 
ballot in November to amend the state constitution. And uh, we'll chat more about what's in there because there's a couple more things. And then and then we'll get down to brass tacks and, and uh, take this thing apart. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Four thirty-four on the Patrick Lally Show, Information One Thousand KSOO, and we continue our conversation about Amendment W, which is on your November ballot to amend the state constitution with a whole raft of uh, what one might call government reform uh, uh, initiatives. Although it is not initiative and referendum, we're going to talk about that in just a second with Doug Kronizel. He is the spokesman for Amendment W, and uh, he's uh, based in Vermilion, traveling about the state, trying to get this thing passed. And uh, and if you've just tuned in, this is this is kind of the replacement for IM22, if you remember IM22, which was, yeah, all right, that's all that stuff. Now, <laughs> we've been through most of it. Mm-hmm. I want you to briefly tell me, there, there's this initiative and referendum uh, um adjustments in here mm-hmm. there's elements of, of, of adjusting the initiative referendum process what are you trying to do here in the big picture because there's a lot of points sure and so when when you asked me earlier how i would describe it as a as a uh, you know responding to what the legislature did and what they failed to do mm-hmm. this piece is the piece in response to what they did and what they did by totally repealing an initiated measure passed by a majority of voters um I am 22. I am 22. Yes. Well, and I mean, that's the it's the second cycle in the row that we've seen them come back and mess with laws mm-hmm. that we've passed. The uh, uh, minimum wage being the mm-hmm. 2014 example. Um, Amendment W protects the initiated measure process and it protects the laws we pass through that process by guaranteeing that voters have the final say. So if the le- if the voters pass something through the initiated measure and the legislature wants to uh, you know repeal that provision as they did with IM22, they would have to send that decision back to the voters for final approval. Similarly, it extends that protection to the process itself. So say if lawmakers want to double the number of signatures needed to put a measure on the ballot, they can suggest that, but voters have to approve that. We have the final up-down vote on, you know, it's just realizing that the initiative process is the voters' recourse, the voters' means of circumventing the legislative branch that we've had in place since 1898, 120 years. The South Dakota, South Dakota was the first state Very in first. the country to have initiative and referendum. We weren't the first to use it. But yes, we were the first, to, we're have first to have it. 120 years ago, yeah. And now, of course, it's terrible. Um, <laughs> so th- we've been through all the points then. Accountability, mm-hmm. campaign finance, lobbying restrictions, and the INR stuff. Yep. There's that. That's not even all of it. There, there's some other stuff in there, but here's my point, Doug. Sure. It's just you and me talking. Why? It was the same with IM22. There's so much stuff in here. So, like, there's stuff in here I could agree with. There's stuff I don't agree with. But I'm forced to make an up or down decision on all of it. Philosophically, I have an issue with that. Mm-hmm. Why did you do that? So, after the end of the legislative session, we went around after, in 2017. So, after the repeal of IM22, um, I drove around the state. I have a habit of doing that. Um, holding a number of forums where I just wanted to be connecting with the people who, you know, were testifying in peer, who had been sending letters all legislative session, who came out and packed the Senate gallery when the repeal was coming down the pipe. And I wanted to hear from them what it was they wanted to do, what they felt about the past legislative session, what they felt moving forward. And in broad strokes, you know, 
what we heard in all those forums, kind of give or take uh, an average between them all, is what Amendment W is today. And so when when you're talking about the different pieces to it, that's just you know understanding from what it was that we heard in those conversations. That was what people were interested in. That was the, the sort of compromises that people came to. And I mean, it's it's tough. It's tough work to put a measure on the ballot in South Dakota. Um, and you know, if you were tasking people with putting eight different measures on the ballot, it would be a totally different story. So yeah, but you uh, know what's going to happen. You're going to have for for some people now. If I am 22, passed. Yeah. To my mm-hmm. great shock. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this is much shorter than I am 22. <laughs> <laughs> but you end up with poison pills. Like, I, me personally, mm-hmm. um, I, I can't vote for that campaign finance thing. I don't, I don't believe in, I, I don't think individual limits work because people always find a way around them. I want full transparency mm-hmm. and no limits. That's me. Okay. We can agree, disagree on that. Lobbying restrictions, I'm all behind that one, baby. I am 100% there. Mm-hmm. So now I have to pick. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Th- and so that's, I, I, I don't think that that's the best way to reform government. All right. Well, I, I understand what you're saying there. Um, but when we were going around talking to people, uh, one one thing I heard out in Rapid City was uh, if, if you've got something on the plate that makes every, it makes one person totally happy 100% then you don't have a compromise you don't have you don't have that work going in there um, to, to put something together and mm-hmm. that's what we were that's what we were endeavoring to do we were connecting with people of all political stripes conservatives progressives independents and uh, and this is this is what was agreed upon this is what came out of those and this was the compromise that was made and and I understand I mean I we heard the same thing about uh, it, with I am 22 mm-hmm. uh, it, it was the the democracy credits. The publicly financed elections, yeah. that's not in Amendment W. No, because that was just fantasy. Well, and, that was and, a flight of fancy. And that's what we heard from people all over the state when we were going around hosting these forums. They said, mm-hmm. you know, let that standard fall on its own merit. That doesn't belong uh, wrapped up in this, or, or I don't believe in that. Um, and, and so it was... And similarly, you know, initiative referendum protection was not in IM22. Mm-hmm. Um, that was something that, again, we heard all over well, the state. After you, after yeah, that's you true. Got, we didn't have to worry about it then because they hadn't done it yet. Got the backhand from the yeah. legislature. Um, let's let's talk briefly about who is behind mm-hmm. Amendment W because we there is a conversation about that, mm-hmm. right? So uh, there is you, – you are – Backed by uh, the national organization. It's not moveon.org. Represent.us. Thank There's you. a dot in there. Thank you. Represent.us, mm-hmm. and which is a national progressive organization. Right? I mean, it's fair to say. It's nonpartisan. They, they've well, got... Right. But they've no, got there's, a... you could be progressive and be nonpartisan. Sure. Right? Okay. But it, 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 it uh, fights for good government issues. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's kind of a local element to that, yep. which is... Represented primarily, in my mind, by Rick Wyland, uh, Dre Samuelson, that that brought some of these that were involved in this stuff early on. Sure, right, sure. And now you've got other people involved. Uh, Mitch Richter's involved, former mm-hmm. former legislator from Sioux Falls. Mitch Richter. Um, you've got other back. Obviously, you are very involved, mm-hmm. but um, you've got a, a wide swath of people. Right, yep. that's fair to say. Both parties. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. I mean, um, Mitch is a Republican, and then Daryl Solberg is a Daryl Solberg. Thank you, former Democrat legislator. Yes, but you you do are financed to some degree by the, this national organization. Tell me um, why this isn't um, 
you know, big city East Coast politics sure. trying to interfere in my life. Uh, I mean, plain and simple, the measure that's in front of you, Amendment W, that's something that came from these conversations with voters around the state of South Dakota. Um, I mean, it, with the argument with IM22, there were still 180,000 South Dakotans who voted in favor of that. 50,000 South Dakotans signed petitions for, for this measure here. Uh, it's it's been driven in you know in large part by the energy that we see on the ground that have been coming out testifying writing letters to the editor uh, going gathering signatures um, and like you said you know there is a huge swath of people in South Dakota who are working at this from across party lines extending reaching out with other groups that's kind of been our mo uh, since day one. Uh, represent us has been great in kind of giving us guidance in you know best practices and money uh, and well and yeah and support from other people around the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, which small is, donors, which is you know not certainly not illegal. It's also not unprecedented, mm-hmm. and it is not uh, ethically wrong. It's just people get a little extra. Yeah, and and I and I understand that, but I think you know that that misses the point of how South Dakota driven this push for increased accountability, um, this push for increased transparency has been. I mean, you know, groups from outside of South Dakota or inside South Dakota weren't spending a dime on this, you know, 10 years ago when uh, Representative Gibson up from Huron was up in Pierre uh, saying that we need an accountability board and making proposals for that or, you know, making cases for open open records laws and the like. Uh, so it's something that's been – it wouldn't be what it is today if it weren't for the the voters in South Dakota realizing that it's a problem that we have. You know, this lack of accountability is a problem. It's shown its head in some pretty ugly ways and in some less ugly ways. And we're going to talk about that sure. in just a moment after this break. We'll be right back with Doug Kronizel. He's the spokesman for Amendment W, which is on your ballot in November. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. 448 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. And we are finishing up our conversation here with Doug Kronizel. He is the spokesman for Amendment W, which is on your ballot in November. Uh, It's the colloquially, colloquially? Commonly, yeah. commonly, commonly, commonly known as the replacement for IM twenty two. We'll just say that. And uh, now, th- this is. Let's get down to this. Mm-hmm. This is why going back to my saying, without using the word corruption, this gets called the Anti Corruption Act, mm-hmm. right? Anti Corruption Amendment. Yeah. Amendment. And you guys yep. use that phrase. Um, why do you use that? Why do you use the word corruption? Because that implies, I will say this, to me, that implies somebody taking a bribe, somebody mm-hmm. um, uh, covering up impropriety, somebody... Uh, knowingly breaking... Knowingly breaking the, the law. law or, you know, uh, uh, giving their brother-in-law a job that doesn't that, that doesn't he doesn't work for. You know what I mean? So that, to me, is corruption. Why do you call this corruption, anti-corruption? So, I mean, the... The entire focus, the entire focus of the measure itself is ensuring is ensuring that our lackluster laws don't give way, don't, you know, uh, what's the saying about 
um, mold grows in a dark room. You know, when you don't have uh, when you don't have the light on it, mm -hmm. the, you know, you run the risk of this uh, bubbling up. I mean, the two instances um, that I'm sure uh, everyone is familiar with the uh, EB5 and the gear up, um, those definitely ring a strong bell. Sure, they do because yeah. somebody died in both of them. Exactly. But and and we how would what is in Amendment W have any effect sure. on what is essentially criminal behavior? Definitely. Okay, that's criminal behavior by people who maybe who, the the criminal part of that wasn't in government, but it was with tax dollars. It was with sure. government money, sure. uh, and that and that's a huge problem that South Dakota has is that the the scope of activities that our government undertakes in is relatively limited uh, because we contract it out to a number of third party individuals and then once that money's contracted out uh, we've shown a severe ineptitude to keep track of where that money's going or to you know know that it's yeah, doing the right thing but that's not corruption that's that's incompetence but at the other end of it you know uh, take the gear up uh, the gear up case for example um, that's a crime a crime with Public monies, uh, right? But it's a crime already. It, and if and if uh, Mr. Woosterhouse wouldn't have taken the life, his life, and the life of his family, sure. tragically, he would be facing some the, sort of penalty, right? The criminal, the the potential for criminal prosecution. Now, if you're wondering, if you're asking, you know, what if anything would Amendment W have changed if it had been in place? You know, in 2009, uh, you know, mm -hmm. ten years ago. I mean, the biggest thing is that. If we had had some sort of independent board in place, independent accountability board that has the ability to receive anonymous tips, there are several instances that keep bubbling up. I mean, uh, the the trial, the gear up trial that is uh, mm -hmm. the first one, uh, Stephanie mm -hmm. um, Hubers, I believe is her name, mm -hmm. uh, the Mid-Central Cooperative. Her argument, her defense uh, was that she thought something was wrong, but she felt like she needed to keep her mouth shut because she feared retaliation. She feared retribution. Um, you know, if this accountability board had been in place, she wouldn't have had to fear that because she could Are have you anonymously saying then, reported. Well, why not call this whistleblower legislation? Why not pursue that? Because <sighs> I and, and I understand. I mean, South Dakota did pass a whistleblower law, but however, when South when the state passed its own whistleblower law, it applied it only to state employees. Doesn't apply to their immediate family members. Doesn't apply mm -hmm. to their spouses. And the burden is on the state employee to prove that they've been retaliated against. Um, which is which is difficult to I do understand. when you're reporting higher up. And and this person wasn't a public employee. Exactly. She worked for a, a third party contractor, uh, and there were a lot of issues surrounding that that don't. I, I I'm I'm very. You can you can debate each one of these things sure. on the merits, like the lobbying restrictions. Like I said, ah, that's yeah. huge. That's one hundred percent needed. But to use EB five or the gear up scandal as some sort of lever to convince people that this is going this is going to solve something i don't think it's going to solve any of that well i i, I mean and when i when why I'm is there not people, open rec why why not push for full absolute transparency in government which would do way more to allow the uh examination of state funds mm -hmm. no and and i i mean i understand i was just looking through things today and i and i saw that uh, uh we were on the hook june 13th 2018 for hundred sixty five thousand dollars to price waterhouse cooper's and for consulting, and, and that's all that's we get. All it is. That's all we get. Professional services. Uh, uh, this is this will drive me crazy till the day I die. Yeah. It's never going to change, and that is professional services paid for by the state of South Dakota. All you can get is the amount it's authorized to. You cannot find the actual billing for what they got paid. Mm -hmm. That includes your lawyers, 
and lawyers are the huge one. And the, the, the lobbying firms out in Pierre run that place, and that's why you need lobbying restrictions. And, and so the first step, the first step encountering that is making sure that when those laws, those lackluster laws, as you and I both agree, mm-hmm. very like incredibly, I mean, very frustrating when you're trying to go in and see where our dollars are going and all you get is Can't find consulting. It. Consulting. You know, what does that mean? 165000 What does that mean? Um, but this, this board, the accountability board that's a part of this has the ability to go in. It has the ability to look into those records, to subpoena those records, to make sure that there, you know, there's adequate recording below that, make sure that it's up to snuff, make sure that our dollars are indeed going where they're supposed to go and not being wasted, misused, or, uh, you, used in any sort of, uh, well, I won't use it. I won't, I won't use the word, the word that I'm, I'm not allowed <laughs> to use, uh, manner. Uh, but, but that's, but that's, you know, that's the, that's the gist of it. That's, that's what its goal is. Uh, Doug Kronizel, he is the spokesman for, uh, amendment W and, uh, it would sign your November ballot and there's a ton of things in there. And so we're going to talk about them again sometime, uh, between now and then. And, uh, it's going to be a point of contention. Let's just say that mm-hmm. Doug, thanks for coming up. I thanks for having it. me. Definitely. Coming up after the break, we'll chat about what's going on next week. Oh, it's good. You're going to want to hear this. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. <laughs> 458 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Don't forget, tomorrow it's Downtown Riverfest, 4 to 11 p.m., on the River Greenway between 8th and 6th Streets, Sharapa Place and the Raven Industries parking lot. There's live music on two stages, kids' activities, food trucks, cold drinks, retail vendors, canoe rides, live art, and a fireworks finality. It looks like a great day for it. For more details on that event or any event, go to KSO.com. Hey, Monday, the return of Mayor Paul Tenaken. He will be our guest for the hour, the full second hour. So hang out. You're going to want to be here for that. The common man is our weird friend. Have a great weekend, everybody. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO.